We're celebrating eight years of Geek Therapy this month. And keep an eye out for more giveaways throughout the month. Just look for Geek Therapy on all your favorite social media channels or join our mailing list at geektherapy.com mail, where we'll have exclusive bonuses there too. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jose Cardona, joined by Brandon Saxton. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Lauren Keller. Hello. Today we're going to talk about identity, but first, let's check out what is new on the network. We've got a new episode of GFT, that's Geek Family Therapy. It's called The Pack Survives. It's about Game of Thrones. A new Rolling for Change called Games That Change Our Lives. And so we have another one, a brand new show this week. What? Yeah. And so this is Mark from over at uh, Here Comes a Thought. He is the biggest Assassin's Creed fan I know. And he wanted to start a an Assassin's Creed lore podcast. And so he did. It's called The Codex. And the first episode is up now. Make sure to check out. Woo! All our, all our, check us out on social and you'll, you'll mm-hmm. see what we'll be posting about it. Or you can go to codex.geektherapy.com to check out the first episode. Look for The Codex on uh, your podcast uh, app of choice. And it's funny, we, we've got another one in the works, and this one comes from Woody, who's doing uh, Rolling for Change. And this one, this one I'm really excited about because uh, it, is, it is his favorite science fiction show, which is Babylon 5. That show is 25 years old, and he's going through episode by episode. And I'm not sure when that one is going to come out, but he talked about it on the GT forum, so I figure it's safe. He's talking about it now, so we can talk about it. <laughs> I'm excited about that one, too. There's enough episodes of that one out that he could just launch an episode at any time right now. <laughs> uh, so that's that one's pretty exciting. I'm I'm kind of jealous because uh, I've been talking about the Synapse, which is a show that I really wanna what really wanna do, and I've started producing it. But I just man, I'm just jealous of everybody getting to do their the like deep dive shows, and I, I really want to get to do that one too. But it's coming though. People ask me every now and then, when is it coming? It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I promise. And uh, none of these shows would be would be possible without our Patreon supporters, uh, in particular, our Patreon producers, Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Mark, Reese, Jamila, and Lydia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the special offer that we just had. So um, old patrons and new patrons will get those new stickers. Uh, they should be out by the time, they should be in the mail by the time this episode is out. And... Just an update on the legal fund today when this episode is launching is the last day for the matching funds. So if you haven't gotten around to that, you're listening to the episode today, please definitely uh, take advantage of that. And and thank you so much to everybody who has supported so far. I'll, I'll be happy to talk more about that in the future. All right. So let's talk about identity. That's a big that's a big word, Josue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so in, in a few different ways. It was just a theme that I saw coming up in a lot of things. Um, first of all, regarding the, the trademark situation, the like the trademark is uh, problem is split into two parts, right? The uh, one of them is that we're we're opposing a trademark for the for the trademark for the mark geek therapist itself. Which the opposing party uh, is uh, has announced that like he wants to do some sort of certification or something, right? So you would you would get a certification as a as a geek therapist. And I wrote a blog post last week about that. And basically, what it says is that it was it's messed up that some of us, like for example, at Geek Therapist on Twitter, <laughs> or some of us who who have called ourselves geek therapists for years, and uh, like there's a I think it was in the APA monitor that the like the headline for this part of an article was like the geek therapist and it was about me uh that term has been uh used a lot as an identity and and it's one that a lot of people share in that article i posted a picture of diana who is an occupational therapist in colombia who i think i've told the story i went to colombia to teach geek therapy to a bunch of psychologists over there and she asked if she could go um, she saw a post about it online, and she said, "I'm not a I'm not a psychologist, but can I still go?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the, if the if like the organizers don't have a problem with it, go ahead." And she was there, and she she loved it. She started. She has her own blog on the network, and it's the only Spanish content we have right now. But uh, I posted I posted a picture of her with her "Hi, I'm a geek therapist" shirt on um, that she had posted on Instagram because 
I've said it many, many times that the word therapy and the word therapist don't belong to mental health. Lots of different people who, who are different types of therapists I identify with that term. When people ask me what I do and I say I'm a therapist, I you have no idea how many times I'm like, oh, they'll say, oh, occupational therapist? Speech therapist? <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm a mental health therapist. <laughs> exactly. So I've started clarifying when people ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, most people don't necessarily assume that you're a mental health therapist, even though like on TV and stuff, usually mm-hmm. if it's a therapist, that's what it's referring to. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that that has been on my mind. I wrote a blog post about it and, and I added this forum for people to add their two cents because I just, I'm just curious because I, I know that <laughs> that aspect of the trademark situation has pissed off a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I'd still like to hear from, from more people. Again, just something that I mentioned in the article is that idea that it's an identity that you already have. And and, and in this case, a professional identity. And then if this person has their way, you would have to stop using it without permission, seek permission, and probably have to pay Mm -hmm. some sort of certification to then be able to to say it or use it. Something and you've been using for years. Mm-hmm. Something a lot of people have been saying for years, you know? It's it's just, yeah. it, it, uh, you're taking something away from people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a, there's a super small minority that's like, yeah, take it from me and charge me money. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, my. But I'm, we're not, I'm not even kidding. And Lara knows that I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not We've heard kidding. from people who are like, yeah, that would make us, you know, the, that would make it more professional. Like, mm, we're talking about an identity here, something that existed before a supposed certification. You and can, to be clear, certification is cool. Like, yeah, have a no. certification. Make yep. the field of using geek culture and therapy, quote unquote, valid. Do that. That's cool. Yeah. Don't I'll, steal someone else's identity. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, you know? But you can call it so many different things mm-hmm. <laughs> that would not uh, take something away from people who are, who are angry. But uh, so, so that's obviously been on my mind. It's, uh, it's been bothering me for a long time because when this all started, I didn't know that this person had also filed a trademark for a geek therapist. And uh, that, one, that one's so frustrating. <laughs> that one's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's the one people have complained about the most. Anyway, that sucks. Uh, and it sucks because identity is important. How we, we see ourselves, what, it, what we call ourselves. I don't know, like, like just the idea of being a geek. Like that was when, when I discovered that word in my early 20s, it was like, oh, uh, like that describes me. Like I never knew a word that described me. Or I, I never met other people who were similar to me in the ways that mattered to me. And they had this word for themselves, and and I like it. I want to use that one too because, like, I'm I'm one of you guys. I am. I, I identify with that. That's I consider myself a geek. Thank you because I didn't know that existed. And there's so many instances and so many terms and labels and and identifiers that make us feel real good, <laughs> mm-hmm. or or are helpful. And there's there's something about you know finding that and finding your people. But anyway, identity matters. <laughs> identity definitely <laughs> uh, matters. I love that you just said that the way that Ali says medium matters. I did not say it the way Ali says it <laughs> you said at all. I, you said <laughs> identity, identity matters. matters. I did not. Yes. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> <clears throat> As I was saying, uh, <laughs> and, and until the topic of identity has been on my mind a lot lately, uh, last week, when Lauren made her announcement during Media Matters, that got such an amazing reaction from people in the community. That you created a whole Discord channel so everybody can go talk. It's amazing. Lauren, like, what, what, what was it, the reaction like? Um, Sweaty, if I remember right. Yes, I 100% that that is now a, a, an in-community goof. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> That's everyone's answer to I've everything. I've been laughing now. about that all week. It's perfect. It's great. I love it. It's yeah. No. Um. So much support from people. 
I mean, of course, it's it's nice feeling validated by by people I care about who are being supportive of me. But honestly, like the more exciting part to me is that people are feeling like safe and comfortable enough to have those kinds of conversations with each other where it's like people on the Discord are talking about like, oh, I don't usually talk about this stuff with my friends or anything, but I feel safe talking about it with you guys. And that makes me feel so friggin' good, you guys. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I just I just want everybody to feel safe and supported and and cared for and and like people, you know, want you to be the best version of yourself and and I love that. And someone in the community asked, hey, uh, that got me thinking. I'd, I'd love a place for us to talk about this stuff. Like, where where can we do that? So we threw around a couple names. I just, uh, and so we made a channel. It is like the popular channel right now. Like, I, mm-hmm. I went to bed one night, I think right after you made it, and there was like two messages in there. And I woke up and it was like 85 new messages. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yay. The queers have taken over. Hell and it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, it's the the Queer Corner channel. That's what it's called so far. Uh, under the the culture category, I think I put it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Whew, man, yeah, it's been incredible to just see the conversations happening there. People a- asking honest questions. People just sharing their experiences. And yeah, a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm this," and I've I've like I don't really talk to people about that. And Oh, so good. It was so good. It was so good. People throwing around terms and identities that other people had never heard of before. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that sounds like me. That's so wait, cool. is that me? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been caught. I don't know. I'm so sweaty, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta make a t shirt. I need a, yeah, it needs to be a t-shirt. That's like, it's just too much. Nina and I said we would buy that t-shirt. <laughs> a picture of Lauren, like a drawing of Lauren with her hands up like, I don't know, I'm so sweaty. You know, and, oh, man, I mean, just, this is the dream, right? Like, we're, we're celebrating eight years of geek therapy. The whole reason I started this was to meet other people, you know, like-minded people, you know, who, who, who shared values and who shared similar ideas. The Discord is incredible because the Discord started as a way for us to organize game nights. Yeah. We, I think we've done one game night <laughs> since yeah. we started it. It did, not, uh, it did not work out that way, but what it's become is something incredible. And, and this is just the latest example of that. And it happened because of something that was said on this podcast. And I don't know, it's like, Lauren, you said like people feel safe and comfortable there. You said you feel safe and comfortable to to talk about that here. Yeah. Um, just, man, it's just, it is overwhelming. Like I'm, I'm super emotional about this because it makes me so, so happy. And when we joke about the t-shirts, the t-shirt thing I think is, is hilarious because I don't know when, it happened to any of you that you saw a t-shirt and were like, I need that because I need to tell the world about this thing. <laughs> That's me like all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't do that, right? I, I, I never wear like graphic tees or anything like that. And I don't remember the first time that I saw something and I was like, I want to tell the world about this. And with the geek therapist thing, that was something that, that kept coming up over and over again. It's like how... Some people were like, how can we support geek therapy? But also like, how can I tell the world that I, I share these values? How can I tell people that I'm a geek therapist? And, and that's where that t-shirt came from. It's funny. I've, I've joked about how I made that t-shirt in, in like an app on my phone, right? Like, like super fast just because I said, no, today I'm going to make three t-shirts. And I just like did these designs. And that one in particular is the bestseller on the merch store. And it's because of what we're talking about. Right? Like people identify with that. People want to wave that flag. People want to tell the world they're proud of that identity. Mm-hmm. And oh, again, just I'm I'm so happy that that these spaces that we've cr- we've created these spaces together because I I couldn't do it without everybody in the community, you know. And and it's just oh, it's, it's so good. I'm gonna stop talking because I'm just like, <laughs> emotional. It's just so cool, and it's working, right? I mean, that's. 
It I mean, just to be working <laughs> that, that discord. I mean, it's unreal. I, I, when I opened it, it was like 184 missed messages. Like I have to, I have to lie down for a bit, I guess. <laughs> to catch up. Oh. Well, and you want to, you want to read what everything oh, that's yeah. going on because oh, yeah. they're such good conversations. Totally. I, you know, I went to the top. It's like, I'm, I'm going to do this thing right. So I, I just think it's so cool. Just, and, and so such a great example of how, you know, Lauren coming out with this identity, which prompted, you know, this discord channel and prompted so much, and I haven't read all of it yet, but so much really great conversation and connection. And just that way that identity and community can link people in such a powerful and impactful way that helps people feel so connected and feel safe and feel heard. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's it's really magical, I think. That's probably the best word for it. I mean, it's just so cool. I like magical. I think I think the most negative comment out of those, I don't know, 200 posts in, since in the two days that that channel um, opened up was something like, oh, people who force other people to take on a label really irk me. That's like the most negative thing. That, and that's that, not that, that negative. Like, that's neg- not negative right. at all. Yeah. <laughs> There was like honestly, there was a, a lot of solidarity with that one because yeah. it's true. Like that was that that's what we were discussing at the moment. It's funny. I've seen. I follow. I follow you on Twitter, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just graduated. Mm-hmm. You know, you we, we we've we've joked about um, <laughs> your different titles as a doctor now. Mm-hmm. And and on on Twitter, it's it's really interesting to see how mental health focused your Twitter persona is. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what is your professional identity like right now? Like, what are, what are you trying to, are you just super excited uh, still about, still, I'm sorry, are you just super excited about mental health and psychology? Um, and that's why you're always posting about it. Are you trying to, I don't know, like show the world that this is your thing? Um, mm-hmm. Like, like w- what are you doing? I don't know most of the time um, on Twitter <laughs> and, and, and in life. Um, that's should be everyone's answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, no, it is interesting. Pro- my Twitter is very mental health focused and it's very, I don't know if academic is the right word. Probably it, there's a lot less of the silliness for me. And in fact, I've actually noticed a trend lately that when I do post something that's maybe less academic or less mental health slash psychology slash cognitive behavior therapy related, I'll lose a couple of followers. Um, and I've never really paid attention to my follower count too much until I started noticing that trend, which I thought was interesting, um, which is maybe sort of beside the point, but also probably linked into that identity or at least how I'm being perceived or uh, how I'm maybe uh, projecting myself. I don't know if that's the best word, but my my you're right. I've graduated and, and I have my new identity as a, a doctor, um, which you've all very kindly embraced me with my new title of DBB on the podcast, which I love. Um, but yeah, my, my, my Twitter is, it's it's really trying to, I think if you had to summarize it, really trying to develop or trying to create this professional identity that's really related probably pretty specifically to cognitive behavior therapy, which is a style of therapy that I am trained in and practice um, one of you know many different theoretical orientations or types of specific therapy that's probably outside of the scope of maybe this conversation. And so that's a community I probably engage in the most on Twitter. Um, and then probably outside of that, maybe more um, therapy, uh, therapy slash mental health more broadly. And then kind of outside of that, probably my more personal interest, least of all really on Twitter related to video games or uh, tabletop kind of hobbies or things like that. So I think that's really the uh, the kind of the identity that I'm trying to develop on Twitter, at least. And there was a while where I thought about having like a personal Twitter too, where I would really tweet about maybe other things that I was more interested in that are outside of mental health or psychology. Um, but that would just seem like maybe too much tweeting. So I used to do a lot of that on the on the Jedi Council uh, Twitter page, which I've gotten less active on recently too, just because of feeling like it's a lot of tweeting in general. So I've kind of focused more just on on my own page recently. So I don't know. That was a lot of blabbering, but really, it's it's. I think the the answer is it's still developing. My Twitter kind of professional identity, as well as my 
IRL professional identity, really, which is something I've thought about a lot lately is, you know, I'm, I'm not licensed as a psychologist yet, but as a, someone who's working towards becoming a, a clinical psychologist, what, what do I want my identity to be? Am I going to be kind of a generalist or do I want to specialize in a specific population or problem area or, or do you just want to be a Twitch streamer? Or do I just want to be a Twitch streamer? That's something I think about too. Uh, do I do I just want to uh, open some kind of like mental health oriented game and bookstore? I have absolutely no idea. Do I want to be a professor? That's something I've still thought of, like oh, grappled with. Do I want to go back and try to work in academia? I have absolutely no idea who professional uh, or you know income based Brandon is going to be yet. And in some ways, it's a little anxiety provoking. But at least having gotten past the hurdle of graduate school. Um, it's, it's a little bit freeing in that now I can start to think about that a little more. I've gotten past the the big hill. I can think about what's the next direction. Um, now I always assumed I'd have it figured out by this point, but I'm, I'm not remotely there yet. So. <laughs> no, and you won't be, you, uh, you won't, you won't yeah. be there. I kept doing the same thing until I was licensed and now I'm still like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and I know what I'm going to do in the next couple months, but it's still like, there's so many options and so many trainings and so many mm-hmm. facets of psychology and so many facets of geekdom and oh yeah make all of it combined and it's magical. I think for me a big part of it was I had to be okay with not knowing exactly what I'm going to do next and I also had to be okay just like I ha- I have to do something now. And it's okay to do something and you don't have to do that forever. You can try something and see how it goes and how does that fit into my identity? And am I getting fulfillment out of that kind of identity or professional identity? And do I, what do I need to adjust or change or do differently? But just, I had to remind myself that n- nothing's forever. I can change my mind and do something different um, at almost at any time. So that, that was a big piece for me. You know, when you mentioned the Twitter and you weren't sure, like, oh, should I have two uh, Twitter profiles? Uh, Kelly Dunlap, friend of the show, she has two Twitter. She has, like, a, her psychology one and her gaming one. And I think it's so funny because she has she has a PsyD, and then she went and got a degree in game design. And and her job is, like, a mental health researcher at a, at a gaming research company. And still, she keeps these two things separately. We used to talk about this all the time. And I've struggled with that, too, uh, over the years. And even Josue Cardona is one thing, and then geek therapy is something – I've always tried to make it a brand, right? It's something that, that is a collective that more people are involved in. There's always been – like, I give Patrick O'Connor shit because he's Comicspedia on Twitter. And I'm, and I'm like, but you're, but you're not – the thing that you created or, or are you <laughs> and like, I've never, I've always uh, thought of geek therapy as a, like another entity and geek therapy has changed focus multiple times, right? Like, like there were times when it was like, no, we're just going to focus on mental health. It's like, oh, no, no, whatever. Let's, 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 let's be a little more general. Let's focus on podcasts. No, let's focus on presentations. Like, and that's because eight years is a long time and you, and you, you can and will change your mind and suddenly you stop liking things and, and you find something shiny and new and you want to go there. And I don't know, I think everything we've talked about in terms of professionalism or even just like as social profiles online, all those things apply to the the type of things that we're discussing now in the Queer Corner on Discord. There's so many ideas and so many things that we can identify with and so many things that describe or can describe who we are. And I think we want to find things like that. But it's also exciting to, I think we're always searching too. We're always looking for for answers. I, I don't think that most people ever find that one thing that's like, this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be forever. It just, I don't think that happens. And that probably speaks to how identity is fluid, right? It's not a, it's not a conclusion that you come to maybe, or for some people probably is, and and that's okay. But maybe in this specific example, for me, I shouldn't generalize it to all identities for all people, but it's maybe for others, they can relate. Identity is fluid. It's going to change how I see myself and maybe how I see myself in the context of where I am in life at that time. Well, I think that's the irony, right? Like at that point in time, many people are certain that that's it until they aren't. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and and for me, it was just and will continue to be just being comfortable with that. And and that's just 
traditionally been a little bit difficult. Like I've had, at least in the professional domain, this idea that like, I need to figure out what I want to do. And now that's what I have to do forever. And that's just not the case. I think as we're having this conversation, I'm, you know, my mind's going a bajillion different directions, but I, I like that we're talking about the fluidity of, of identity, because I think that's a really important aspect in the sort of context of, of the human condition is that identity is, is so important to, to us, to how we understand ourselves and how we understand our relationships to others, whether that's, um, you know, relationship, uh, relational relationships, or if that's like professional relationships or friendships, um, you know, our, our identity has a lot to do with how we connect to other people it's not just about ourselves and so i think a big part of like being human and and spending any amount of significant time considering your own identity is sort of coming to the realization that you have to be okay with it being unstable or fluid or not static however you want to phrase it whatever fits the most for you Um, but just sort of like coming to the realization that there very likely is not ever going to be a part a moment in your life where you're all like this one specific thing or set of things is my identity and that is 100% who I am it's totally descriptive of me um, and it's never going to change and it's like that's if that happens it is highly improbable that it happens or that it happens for very long. And, and I think like that's why having conversations about identity is so interesting because, you know, bouncing these thoughts off of other people, I think it, for me, at least I should speak from my myself, but for me, it makes me realize how contextual identity is, is hearing other people tell me their identities and give me the context in which they're saying that those are their their identities. You know, people talking about their sexuality and then realizing that your sexuality is different than, um, you know, who you have a relationship with currently. It's a common talk for bisexuals. But I definitely, yeah, I, I really like that idea of, of, you know, recognizing that identity is fluid and sort of being okay with letting yourself have wiggle room space for figuring out your identity and accepting when your identity changes. I know that's that's a big one. I know it can be terrifying to think that how you identify now might change in the future. Oh, or that yeah. I mean, I've been in school for so friggin' long now at this point. When I graduate and I'm going to be done with being a student and I'm not going to be able to say, oh, I'm a student. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> Who am I? If I like I have been a student literally majority of my life. And so it's like, how do I how do I not do that? Any Who am I if I'm not doing that thing? You play games and you just say, I'm a gamer. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is the realization that identity is like multifaceted. It's it's mm-hmm. who who you are. It's the labels you use to describe yourself to others. It's the labels you use to describe yourself to yourself. It's the the labels you use to connect to other groups of people to show that you're a part of that group or not a part of that group. It's the way uh, it's descriptive of the the actions we do in our jobs or in our hobbies. Um, it's, you know, identity in our relationships to other people. You know, I'm a, I'm a daughter or I'm a mother or I'm, I'm big brother. Grandparents, like all of that stuff is part of your identity. And so expecting it to be uh, stable and static is maybe unrealistic and perhaps causing pain in your life that you could be avoiding. Just free yourself into the chaos. And that's that's hard for a lot of people, right? Because we- <laughs> Oh, yeah. I say that mm-hmm. desperately gripping onto anything I can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because we're, we're searching for that, right? Like people are looking for, there's a sense of comfort and relief that comes from, oh, now I know I'm this thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is where I was meant to be. This is where I've, uh, this is what I've been looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. Like people tell you what you are when you're younger and then you get older and then you start questioning if that's that's right or not or disagreeing outright and then you then you're looking and then other people tell you and then and then you disagree with them and then the world changes around you so yeah context is huge and and i think you know we we also have different identities 
I think it's easier to look at it as as you can have multiple identities versus just the one. You guys joke about the LGBTQ. IA, LMNOP, right? And <laughs> the alphabet soup. Yeah, 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 right? And I know you're joking, but it's also, like, it's fascinating once you start mm-hmm. listening to, to or reading about what each of those letters means and why there's another letter at the end of that alphabet. And not just letters, there's numbers too. <laughs> and once you start learning the meaning of, of all of that, you start to understand, I think, that this whatever it is that we're describing, right? That that journey that people are on, whether they want to be on it or not. <laughs> it is really important. I agree. I agree with you, Lauren, that hearing from other people and, and how they feel. What I was getting at was that all those letters, they sometimes you, you look and you don't find what you what you were looking for. And so you make a new one. And I think that that's mm-hmm. okay too. Something I've struggled a lot with with geek therapy over the years about well, I, I make a joke. It's it's always it's actually a spaceballs reference for anybody who's who's seeing spaceballs. There's a scene where they meet yogurt, uh, and and he shows them the merchandising area, and there's a spaceballs everything. There's like spaceballs the doll and spaceballs the breakfast cereal and spaceballs the flamethrower. The kids love it. And, and I always joke about Geek Therapy, the movie, and Geek Therapy, the band, and Geek Therapy, the network, and the website, and the model, and like all these different things. But ultimately, that was me looking for something and not finding it, and then giving it a name and creating it, and then finally feeling comfortable in, in something that I found. So I don't know how, how possible that is in, in general to just like... I think it is. I think any any identity we're talking about, it doesn't matter. Professional identities in particular, like there's new jobs and new new uh, titles coming up all the time. But like, you don't have to stick to any of the stuff that already exists. You can. I know that there's comfort in that, but you can also make shit up. All of it is made up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also you can find comfort in umbrella terms. So identity is fluid. Let's look at geekdom, right? There's so many different facets of it, but you can call yourself a geek, but maybe you're really a Trekkie. And eh, sometime down the line, maybe you're not so into Star Trek, but you found some other fandom that you love. But overall, you can still identify as a geek, whatever it is. I mean, I used to love anime. Like it was my, I, I, that was my thing. And now I watch anime, but it's not, what I do every day, think about every day. But I'm still total geek. Same thing with the queer community. I know there are people out there that don't like the word queer, and you can always use like the LGBTQ and, and all the letters. But I like the term queer because it's an umbrella term. So no matter where my mind is going, whether I change my sexual orientation, gender identity, whatever, gender presentation, all of that, I fit under there. And even if you don't pick one of those letters, or there isn't a letter for you yet, you can say, I'm queer. I mean, when I was younger, I identified as bisexual. And then I realized I didn't really like guys. So (laughs) I'm a big old lesbian. But even then, (laughs) I don't I don't really I don't even use that word too much anymore. I, I call myself a dyke. But then there's other people that aren't allowed to use that word. So trying to figure out what they can call me so they can call me a lesbian. No matter what, overall, I feel like when I am with the queer community, I am with my people. And whatever my feelings are day to day as far as gender, I'm still queer. And, And that's comforting because even in change, I can find a constant. Well, I, I, I'm thinking like I really liked what you said, Laura. That was that was very insightful. It made me think that uh, when we're talking about identities and identifiers, realizing what the purpose of using them is mm-hmm. contextually. If you're, you know, self-identifying your sexuality is a different context than you know somebody assigning you a job position. Mm-hmm. And and it's like sort of taking a beat to think about like, OK, well, what what is the purpose of having this label for myself or for somebody else? 
is it actually useful for what I'm trying to do? Or is it just because I've got a monkey brain that really, really likes to find patterns? And so I'm going to apply labels to things so that I can pattern match. Yeah. And being able to kind of set yourself free from that, uh, like that you need to have it or that it needs to be a particular way mm-hmm. can be liberating and and. There's a lot of stress involved in in this quest. <laughs> and, I, I certainly yeah. think there there is liberation to be had to yeah. to sort of just excusing yourself from having to be put into a box and just being all like, I don't really know, or you know, I don't really fit into any one label. There's a couple of labels that fit me, or uh, there are labels you could use for me, but I don't really like them. And that kind of stuff is like just. You know, like what I said earlier is just sort of being okay with the discomfort of weird, amorphous, moving targets that are contextual and and dependent on who's talking about who to what and where and all that stuff is like, you know, maybe just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) My opinion is that that is a healthy way to go. Mm -hmm. That's probably the healthiest uh, position you can take. There's nothing wrong with with have you know with identifying with a particular thing, like I like Hispanic. I don't really like Latino or Latina. I never use that term, but like I don't want to punch somebody in the face when they say that I'm Latino, or I don't you know send them hate mail or troll them online. It's just it's like, better than some other words they can use. <laughs> well, I mean, but but even yeah. with, with something that happens within the queer community, right? Like. You said like, oh, like don't call me queer, right? Some people, some people would get really mm-hmm. angry at even that term that you're using as an umbrella term, as a unifier, right? Mm-hmm. As as a word that can bring people together. Some people will still be offended and get angry and come up with mm-hmm. all the reasons why it's it's no good. And you know that's that's part of the of what makes all of this complicated. Yeah, it's also there's there's a a fine line between like descriptive identity and prescriptive identity where if if you are self-identifying and you are choosing the words that you like that's fine but it's a different thing when you are applying labels to other people yeah yeah and and Mm -hmm. that's why i mean you know like if other people are using a word to describe themselves like why why are you getting so angry about it you know (laughs) this is not your word (laughs) so what (laughs) oh man well, I uh, I'm I'm glad we touched on on it from from so many different angles. Again, it's something that's been on my mind as I'm I'm reflecting on Pride Month, on what happened last week, and what's been happening in the Discord as we're we're talking about eight years of geek therapy and and how things have changed over the years and and what that means and people's expectations and and what people want. It's um. Ultimately, in, in, in the geek therapy sense, I've, I've noticed that the thing that people have appreciated the most from our content, from our presentations, and from the community is that idea of kind of belonging, right? And, and feeling that, oh, that's my, that's my identity. That's, that's, that's who I am or who I want to be. It's, it's huge. Yeah. Listeners, any thoughts? Definitely hit us up on the Discord or on the, or on the forum. Yeah, I would request uh, of any of our listeners, um, I would love to hear some of your own stories about times where you you discovered a new aspect of your own identity or you discovered that an identifier you were using wasn't really all that accurate and actually there's a better term for you or or whatever, whatever comes to mind um, as you listen to this episode. I, I, I want to hear other people other people's stories and and that self discovery it's a it's a beautiful journey we're all on i li- i like to check out other people's stuff <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have to be the one that's sweaty yeah you know it's like <laughs> I, I i did mine so now it's all your turn jeez come on don't leave me hanging here <laughs> we're joking no pressure no pressure no, no this pressure. is loving open space what whatever you feel like sharing i would love to hear it All right, so we'll take a quick break and come back with Geek Therapy. We're celebrating eight years of Geek Therapy this month. So all throughout June, we've got bonuses for our patron supporters, for our mailing list subscribers, and we'll be doing giveaways on social media. So make sure to follow Geek Therapy everywhere. Join our mailing list at geektherapy.com slash mail. Find us as Geek Therapy on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us on this crazy journey. Eight years. Can't believe it. We can't wait to celebrate this month. Thank you so much for being a part of Geek Therapy. 
All right, we're back, and uh, we went a little long earlier, so we're going to go right into our Geek Therapy segment, where every other week <laughs> we talk about something in the last couple of weeks that was therapeutic in the most general sense. Maybe it helped us get through a tough time. Maybe it just made us feel really good. All right, so let's go with Lara first. My Geek Therapy this week was... I didn't think that I was going to get to go see Dark Phoenix because uh, my mother-in-law was coming into town and we wanted to spend time with her rather than go see a movie opening weekend. But we had time to kill before her flight came in and we were like, oh, we can go hit this movie. Let's go see it. And I loved it. There's a lot of people having a lot of issues with it on the internet and the haters are going to hate. I think it is... A great movie. I enjoyed it. I think I told you, Josue, that I think it's the best film uh, representation of uh, the Dark Phoenix saga. It inspired me to want to go watch the 90s cartoon. Hmm. And I've been reading things about details about them having to rewrite the scripts and, and, and the story and the ending. Um, and it makes me wish that they, I could see what they were going to do. Because I think what they were going to do would be so different from any other Dark Phoenix story. Um, I also kind of want to go back and read the comics because I haven't read the original Phoenix Saga and Dark Phoenix Saga. But oh, it was so great. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's kind of bittersweet that all the Fox X-Men stuff is ending. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and like you can feel it. like All the series and, and, and now the movies too coming to an end. But... Uh, Ooh, what a run. <laughs> uh, I had a really hard time watching Sophie Turner <laughs> because I was so used to hearing her as Sansa <laughs> with that accent. And I was like, really? That's what she really sounds like? Um, but it was great. There were some good send-offs to some characters. I think they did a good job. And it was an interesting take since Wolverine is not in the movie and usually he's involved in in a love mm-hmm. triangle. So... It was it was a fresh look at things, and I thought it was really cool, and it made me feel good because I like the X Men. <laughs> cool, Brandon. I had a old friend come into town to visit me this past weekend, which was a lot of fun. We also saw Dark Phoenix. We played some more Spider Man on the PS4. We played some golf. We went out for some good food, and it was just such a great reminder of just that having that good connection and that good social support and just when you have one of those friends who you can kind of just connect on anything. And um, I don't know, there's just something special about those kind of friendships where even if time has gone by, you, you meet back up and pick up like no time is gone. And uh, I just think that's a really special kind of social support. And that was a really good reminder of that for me this weekend to both have that connection as well as have the opportunity to just get out and do some things, do some active things and check out a, a, a pretty good movie too. So yeah, I thought it was a great weekend and, and that was, uh, it really boosted my mood, I would say. Cool. Lauren? My geek therapy these past, what, two, three weeks? I have been re-watching Hunter Hunter, um, one of my favorite anime. Aren't you re-re-watching it? Uh, no, this is my second time through. But you finished it and then you immediately started it again? Is that- well, not immediately, oh. but I finished it, um, I guess probably I watched it the first time through last year. And then so I... Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> we we were trying my housemate and I were like, uh, let's watch something while we eat dinner. We were looking for something and he was like, you know, I've never watched One Piece. Maybe I should watch that. And he started to turn it on. I'm like, or we could just rewatch Hunter Hunter. And so we did that. Um, <laughs> uh, but I just I really, really love that anime so much, um, especially because of all of the the friendship aspect of it. Um, the part that I just Rewatched recently is after sort of the first arc, uh, the main character gone, his friend Hilwa uh, gets basically sort of kidnapped by his assassin family back home to their assassin castle on the assassin mountain. And um, basically, he ends up back there because they're like, there's no way that you could have friends. You're just an assassin. 
And he's like, well, I guess I believe you because you're my family and it must be true. And Gon's like, hell no, I am your friend. Oh, I'm going to rescue you from your family because that's how much I'm your friend. And I just I love that so, so much. I love seeing seeing examples of people being like, I know we haven't known each other very long, but like you're my person and we're friends. And even if we haven't actually like straight up been all like, are you my friend? Yeah, I'm your friend. It's like, no, no, no. I know in my heart that we are friends because I already feel it in my guts and it's beautiful. It makes me feel good. How many episodes are in Hunter Hunter? A lot. <laughs> not <laughs> as many not... as One Piece. So how many? How no, many not as many as One Piece, but, but a lot, a lot of episodes. There's, four or five story arcs in in the show and then maybe a couple more in the manga but i haven't read those so okay. i'm not as familiar gotcha Ooh, sounds good i'm not watching yeah. any anime right now. oh no that's not true i'm in the middle of a couple animes <gasps> oh and ava's coming to netflix in a couple weeks i'm so excited uh but my geek therapy was E3. Of course it was. Ah, of course it was. I mean, this is this is my favorite time of year. Oh, so good. Again, starting with starting with WWDC and then uh we we have a E3 channel on the Discord so we could kind of talk about news and stuff and then every single one of the presentations we we hosted them on the Geek Therapy Twitch and I was there for each and every one. John is the only person who was there for every single one of them with me. Thank you, John, so much. <laughs> I watched when I was at work. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people watched while they were at work. It was, uh, that happens during E3 a lot. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves showed up and, and ended up winning E3. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Nintendo did pretty good. Yeah, Nintendo was definitely second place. Oh, but it was, mm-hmm. it was so good. So good. Uh, if you want any of my takes on uh, E3, I have many of them, and they're all on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, so, it was so good. So so much fun. It's hard for people to tell your BS takes from your real takes. <laughs> no, no, no. Those were, those were my predictions, mm-hmm. and my <laughs> predictions are always wrong. So, so that's different. Those aren't my opinions. Those are my, those are my uh, crappy predictions. Uh, was there anything that any of you were particularly excited about that was announced during E3? The big one for me was the Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that that was that was very exciting. I mean, I was already excited about uh, the Link's Awakening remake mm-hmm. and the Cadence of Hyrule, which comes out. Um, very soon tomorrow, tomorrow i think tomorrow yes. is i'm so excited ah! <laughs> um but uh i was surprised i was like um watching the gameplay of watchdogs legion like i got really excited about that game that looks really cool um yeah. and yeah. <laughs> not to yuck anybody's yum but i'm way more excited about watchdogs legion than i am about cyberpunk 2077 um but yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff I was like, ooh, exciting. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, that was that was yeah. pretty much Oh, looks so good. I mean, definitely the one more thing and then showing the the Breath of the Wild sequel. Uh-huh. Oof, it's a huh. sequel. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. It's, it's a so sequel, good. but we're not gonna tell you when it's gonna be done because it's nowhere near done. Yeah, that's but it's not coming, coming. For, for years. Look, but- look, they showed a picture of Zelda with a cute short bob haircut, and it doesn't matter that the game's not gonna come out <laughs> for another three years because that haircut will hold me. Through the cold winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Final Fantasy VII remake for, for I think, guess four years now. We've known it's coming eventually. And now, eventually. And now that they showed it off, it's, it's like everything I could have wanted. It's like, it's so, oh, it was just amazing. Like, I, I cannot believe how good it looks. And all the coverage has been, oh, it's just, damn, so good. So good. <laughs> It's going to end up being multiple games instead of just one. So that's uh, that's interesting. But what we've seen, oh, man. Yeah. And everything's coming out in March 2020, <laughs> which is kind of disappointing. Or November 2019. <laughs> Those are like the two dates. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, oh, so much. Like Animal Crossing and Cyberpunk. And, and, oh, yeah. Uh, way we got to play that free Borderlands DLC. <gasps> yes. I downloaded it. 
Do you have it? I did. I did. Well, I got it. I need to download it. Yeah. You got to do it. got to do it. Yeah. 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 We yes. got to finish Tiny Tina. Yes. That too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, E3, E3 was uh, pretty great. Pretty great. I'm actually, I'm feeling kind of like post E3 in blues a little bit because it's, it's too much hype. Yeah. It was like, like a lot of hype. My hype levels are critically low. I need a hype infusion stat. I do. I do. <laughs> a friend of mine said he cried during the Nintendo Direct when they announced the Secret of Mana collection for yeah, Switch. That, that was pretty- he, he like cried. I was that, like, oh, that's that's amazing that, that they co- made you feel so good. Oh, that collection looks really good. That's what I would do if um, a Beautiful Joke collection came out. I would cry m- about as much as I cried for the Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> there was a moment during the Nintendo Direct, it was during the No More Heroes uh, commercial, where I I don't know why, I, th- I guess I wanted it so badly, I kind of like convinced myself that there was something going on Beautiful Joe related, but it wasn't. Oh. Uh, yeah, eventually. Um, if Shenmue can get a sequel, I'm sure Beautiful Joe can get a sequel. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. All right, so that does it for this episode of GT Radio. Please, please, please check out the GT Forum. It is the home of the GT Library. We're, we keep adding keep adding content to it. I'm actually going to hopefully by next episode have educational material up so that to to teach people how to use the library and how to contribute. So that should be very helpful. And again, that's at the forum at forum.geektherapy.com where you can comment on every single one of the 600 episodes on the GT network. Woo. Mark, Mark went and uh, counted. I trust him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's listened to all of them in like the span of a year. So if he can do it, so can you. <laughs> oh, God. You just got to <laughs> listen to it at like super fast speed. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, he did it at 1x. So, I mean, oh, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's possible. It's possible. So, again, forum.keytherapy.com. We're going to keep making some changes to it, but that is the place to to comment. And definitely check out the Discord at geektherapy.com slash Discord for just good conversations, good conversations and reactions. Um, and definitely check us out on, on Twitter, at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. And Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxton. Thank you so much for listening. Next week is episode 200. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.